Hello, yummy mummies. Welcome to Beyond the Bump, a podcast brought to you by Jade Caldwell and Sophie Pierce. This podcast is targeted at mums, mums to be, and women in general. And gents, feel free to have a listen too. It's a place to have real discussions and ask real questions, no matter how hard, with honest and authentic people. The aim is to have you feeling lighter, more supported, and more understood after every listen. Now, we can't promise that it will always be kept PG, so please be mindful around little ears. Here we go. Hello, Jade. Oh, hello, Sophie. Nice to see you again. Absolutely loving your refreshed AF face. I know, but tell all the listeners, I've thrown myself a bloody Barry. Oh, my gosh. We are first recording back, and this woman, who is usually just powering on, has had three retakes because she feels nervous and doesn't feel like it's good enough. The chick that you normally can't shut up, and I think the problem is that I'm never relaxed and I'm really relaxed. She's so relaxed she can't actually speak or think. (laughs) She's actually me now and I'm actually her. We've switched spots. I know. We came in today and we've, you know, had like a couple of hours just catching up, doing some admin, (laughs) and Jade is telling me all about this like self-work she's been doing, this personal development. I'm a legend. Growth, all of this stuff. And I've come in, I feel like I don't even know what I've been doing the past four weeks. I don't quite feel ready to come back to work and I've forgotten how to speak or put a podcast together. And I can have take the reins today. I can take the reins today and I've also <laughs> reminded her that we had no idea how to do this at the start and we've had no practice and it's the same year. So we are going to crack on with what we know what to do and that is pretty much talk crapola. Make it up as we go along. Yeah. So today we're going to be doing a bit of a recap of the, you know, the past four weeks, what we've been up to over the break we asked you guys to send in any stories of your festive season great there were highs there were lows there were gifting disasters there were all sorts (laughs) of things so know that if you had highs you're not alone if you had lows you're not alone if you had COVID you're definitely (laughs) not alone because there was a lot of that and yeah how was your break how's your Chrissy my Chrissy was great we went to Melbourne we spent time with all our family everyone was luckily healthy and happy We had Christmas Eve, like Christmas on Christmas Eve. Food was great. It was just so nice for my children to see, you know, grandparents they haven't seen before and family members. Got to catch up with a bunch of friends. So long story short, that was my high, but I have plenty of lows regarding traveling with my children (laughs) and toddlers. Just in general. Or just in general. (laughs) What about you? Yeah, no, mine was really good. Ours was low-key. We stayed put up here this year, whereas most of our families in Melbourne. Um, so I guess that comes with good and bad. You know, like we didn't see Nick's half of the family, but it did mean that we could just kind of like stay put in the one place. It was really relaxed. We had nowhere else to be. Yeah, it was actually one of the most relaxing Christmases I've had. We were meant to move house on Christmas Eve and last minute made the call that our new house probably wasn't far enough along and ready enough for us to move into. So kind of that week before Christmas, Nick and I had made no plans. The girls were still at daycare a couple of days. So we ended up finding ourselves with these couple of days. Like I feel like the lead up to Christmas Mm. was hectic. Like my work was really busy. Our work with recipes was really 
really busy, life's just busy. And then we had this whole week where we were meant to be moving. So that would have been chaos, but it ended up being no plans and it was so relaxing and nice. And then we kind of just kept that relaxed nature going on through the holidays and apparently into the work week and, till today. <laughs> and apparently your the grandparents didn't give your children any gifts. <laughs> oh, God, I wish. I was going to say how is, you know, how um, on our last episode of last year yeah. your husband Harry said that he was going to contact all your extended family that they had to gift an experience. Yes. How did that go? Okay, so we <laughs> my kids got tickets to Frozen and then the day before we were going the whole cast or crew got COVID, so they cancelled. Oh, um, we went when we were in Melbourne in early December and it was so good. If you can get oh, back great. and thanks go. For, <laughs> thanks for that, Sophie. That's great. We did go you to an that. outside zoo, so that was fun. So we did a few things. Um, but did they get spoiled with presents? Of course they did. I'm not going to. Oh, I just, look, it is what it is. I want someone to write in if they've actually ever been, you know, we all say, I swear every year, all my friends, we all have this same discussion. Oh, you know, we're just doing four things this Christmas. It's what you want, what you need, (laughs) what you wear and what you read. And it starts off like that. And then it's like 36 things you want, nothing you need, two things to wear, nothing to read, a lot of plastic. (laughs) (laughs) A whole lot of plastic. But I was thinking about this because a lot of people have said that they get lots of toys and it's just too much instead of saying you know oh no we can't do this or throw it out be a genius and just put all those toys they got given in your cupboard and slowly throughout the year trickle them out so they don't feel like oh I can use all these toys no you've got three toys that you can use and then the rest are put away and yeah they just get the best thing we did actually was because most of our family is interstate we kind of had Christmas with one half of the family at the start of December and then had Christmas with my side of the family on actual Christmas. So it meant that the presents were kind of trickled through and they they actually looked at what they got and appreciated it and used it rather than just like ripping through wrapping paper. (laughs) (laughs) What's next? More, more. And actually half the time kids are more excited about wrapping paper than they are than what's in it. They're like, yep, next. And so tell me what it was like travelling down to Melbourne with your three. You hadn't travelled in a really long time. Time. Oh, since our New Zealand trip. That was the last time we travelled with children. Hoot. Oh, yeah, that was a really good time. <laughs> they all got the flu. <laughs> if any, if anyone's new to our uh, podcast, you can go back and listen to our travelling disaster of New Zealand. Oh, my gosh. But anyway, we went to go onto the plane and Yumi, of course, trips over herself so on the tarmac. So she's old now? She's th- nearly three. So she trips over herself and everyone's out there trying to get on the plane and there's this little tiny kid just like on the floor, face planted down. She actually hit her little nose nose so she was crying great start to the trip and then we got on the plane and I forgot how gross people are like obviously it's been a minute since I've been on the plane and I understand why they serve alcohol it's to block out the coughs and movements of everyone around you it's just grotesque it was what just do you mean? oh just everyone like you know when you get on the plane there's always that one person that struggles to put their bag above them or like the guy that's in the aisle seat but he's actually sitting in the window seat and you got to tell him hey <laughs> you're not in A you're in fucking D get out of the spot and then the mask wearing people were wearing them as like cravats like the, 
tucked into their shirt. It was just, it was a lot. It was a lot. But anyway, we made it through the plane and it was all well and good. Got to Melbourne and it was great. And look, there's a lot of other stories that we have about museums and adventures like that, but we'll get into them later. All right. And when we asked you guys to send in any highs or lows of your Chrissy period, we got lots of highs. Apparently there are a lot of new pregnant mamas now listening to the podcast. Woo! A lot of you had, yeah, new pregnancies and you were able to tell the family over Christmas. We had one beautiful listener write in saying she's finally welcomed her first baby after three miscarriages. Yeah. And she feels like she's been waiting a really long time for that rainbow baby. So congratulations. And we just read a message from someone who said their low was that they had a 62-hour labour, but their high was that they gave birth to their beautiful daughter, Goldie, and she said thank you for the name suggestion. So anyone who doesn't know my daughter's name's Goldie, she's a ripper, so I reckon your little one would be a My my daughter's name's Yumi, so if you want to use that, you can. (laughs) A few people have. They don't admit it, but they have. Now lows over the festive season. Basically everyone wrote in. (laughs) Everybody. Saying they had COVID or their Christmas was cancelled due to COVID or some form of whinging about the La Nina weather. Yes. Um, Any lows from your Christmas period? Lows from my Christmas period would be that when my sister-in-law rang me on Christmas Eve crying and she's pregnant, she's about to give birth, I'm like, what's going on? She said, oh, we were just having like a little chill in the morning and her dad was over and she was on the toilet and he yells out from the lounge room, Oh, Greta, that would be a classic photo of Wilson with his legs up like that. And she pops her head out of the toilet door and goes, oh, my God, Wilson's dead. Anyway, for anyone that doesn't know, Wilson is our family pug dog. And this is the ninth time he has, like, nearly died. He just, he chokes on food or his tongue or anything and he just goes stiff and goes upside down. And if we're not there, he would die. So she is screaming, right? This is giving me something about Mary. Yeah, she was screaming. She had to get her whole hand, whole hand in his throat, pull out lamb that was lodged in his neck. And then he came back to life. But then she had a bite because he had like locked jaw and went onto her hand. So then she had to go to hospital because she's pregnant, needed a tetanus shot to make sure that she was okay. So the poor love is pregnant, had a toddler, saved her dog's life and had to go to hospital. On Christmas Eve. Like that's a pretty, (laughs) pretty big low, don't you think? That's a low. (laughs) I've got a low. Yeah, go for it. it was Gooch Week, all right? Now tell everyone what Gooch Week is. Now I'm always smug when I say what Gooch Week is because it's one of those things that until about two weeks before Christmas, I'd never heard it before. And then my brother's girlfriend used it with me and I liked it so much that now I've hijacked the term and I throw it around as though everyone knows it but really like yeah no one knows what a gooch like is like mid-year last year I had no idea what one actually was I knew what a gooch was anyway gooch week for those that don't know you're able to hijack the term it's a great one it's the week between Christmas and New Year's so it's the gooch week anyway super excited my parents were but up f- tell them what a gooch is for people that don't know a gooch is the space between yes like your balls and your asshole not or your husbands or partners. Well, I guess we've kind of got a gooch too. Oh, it's the tiniest gooch I've ever seen. Yeah, but oh, is it? <laughs> 
the space between your front and your back. Um, anyway, so it was Gooch Week. It was around the 27th, 28th. We went out for a long lunch at like a nice pub and my parents looked after the kids and I went with my brother and his girlfriend and another couple that are our good friends and my husband. And look, we were having quite a few drinks. We were all quite drunk. I was wearing quite a tight dress and I had Spanx on and I'd had a chicken schnitzel for lunch. So, you know, like the Spanx were really holding Holding things together. They were working the hardest of anyone at that meal. (laughs) Anyway, and so it's getting later in the evening and we go to the bathroom and I was in a cubicle with my friend Jazz. Why? John just goes. And my sister (laughs) and my brother's girlfriend was in the other cubicle. Anyway, there was only two cubicles in this bathroom. And Jazz is weighing and I'm standing up just chatting to her and I notice there's like a deliberate hole in the bottom of my Spanx. (sighs) And I kind of like squatted down. It's like a glory hole. I squatted down and I was like, you know, I was a bit drunk and I was giggling and I was like, oh, my God, look, there's like a hole in it. Anyway, I did like a little wee. In and it came hole. out the hole accidentally, like because I was laughing so hard I did a little wee. And then I could not stop. So I mean I did an entire wee. Were you just sitting on the toilet or not? Standing up while my friend was sitting on the toilet <laughs> and I swear it was like a bladder and a half worth of urine. It was – I was – I was in utter disbelief. Were you laughing so hard that you couldn't stop? Is that why? I could not stop once it started. I could not stop. I was laughing so hard. And so we're down on hands and knees with toilet paper. Tilly in the next cubicle called out (laughs) because it was splashing all over her feet. I was using toilet paper to clean it all up, open the cubicle door, and there's a chick out there. Yeah, this young, hip hot looking chick anyway and I'm like still kind of laughing in this shocked phase anyway I get back to the table hang on hang on don't just jump did you take off those and throw them in the the bin banks yeah did you throw them in the bin I took them home and washed them did you wash them in the no I just kind of folded them inside out Okay, gross. I wasn't going to throw out a perfectly good pair of spanks. It had a hole in it. I no, think your hole's meant to be there. What, like for Nick's dick? <laughs> no, I think so. That, I don't know, so you can, like, wee or something in them. What? Like, I didn't put the hole there. They're designed to be there. Is it a zip hole? No, it's just an open hole. Okay, I think that <laughs> is made for sex. I think that <laughs> is made for sex. sex in spanks? A lot of people do. <laughs> no, these are in no way sexy. These How are, like, can you beige. get your pee? You don't have a penis you how do you know your (laughs) vagina is going to come out of that hole like we spray everywhere you don't know if your clit on the day is going to go you don't piss from your clit no but underneath it (laughs) what's my name you need to go back on holiday (laughs) okay it is. I know. You don't know if your urethra yes. is just going to nicely aim through that. I don't know. Maybe it is for sex, but would I ever have sex? Like, yes, you would. Okay, these spanks come up to under your breasts yes. to down to nearly your knees. There is nothing sexy. You look like a stuffed sausage um, in these We're going to have to Google it. What the hole's for. Yeah. All okay. right, Jade, Google it. <laughs> I've Googled it. The gusset allows women to relieve themselves without having to remove their spank shaper. Their leggings, however, do not have 
have a hole, but do offer a closed gusset. The gusset allows... Is a gusset a specific term for a hole that you piss through? So the gusset allows freedom of movement without having to worry about the crotch seam tearing. Can you cut a hole in Spanx? So that's how you can do deep squats in Spanx and they won't tear. Is that right? Yeah. So use caution and measure twice. We recommend purchasing shapewear with a pre-made gusset hole whenever (laughs) possible as it comes up with a flap of fabric that folds over the hole. Did you get the flap of fabric? I think I'm missing a flap. (laughs) (laughs) Peeing with shapewear is hard. Practice before going out. Oh, my God, practice, please. I thought it was a glory hole and you know that it was actually for peeing. But unfortunately when I pissed, it didn't just go through the hole. I literally pissed everywhere. I pissed out into, like, the main area of the bathroom. It wasn't just (laughs) coming through the fucking hole. All right. Spanx isn't sponsoring this podcast. (laughs) But I'd love to get them on to hear about where my flat went. (laughs) Anyway, so moral of the story is I've pissed all over the ground. This young thing who's definitely pre-kids who probably doesn't understand, you know, what your pelvic floor can get like is there. She's seen me. She gave me a sweet little smile and laugh. Like she didn't have a judgmental look on her face. Anyway, got back to the table, explained (laughs) to the guys what had happened. And then all of a sudden I was just completely overcome and just burst into tears because I was just like, what's happened to me? Welcome to the club. I know. And I'm about to cry just thinking about it. But I was like, and I was like, okay, girl, if you think you're having another baby this year, you are seeing a pelvic floor physio because things are dire. I want to be able to have a night out and no, I'm not going to piss through my gazette. (laughs) Well, I've worn Spanx as well. And I have been in the middle of a street and had a really funny joke. I probably made it. I don't know. And I pissed all in my Spanx and I just had to take them off and throw them in the bin. But yours was contained to your Spanx? Um, No, it drips all down my leg. (laughs) But you use the Spanx to dry your leg and then away you go. Look, I just think we're moddy bodies. We're something that just keeps you. I I feel like this was this was even beyond moddy bodies. (gasps) I love moddy bodies. I have them on right now. When I put them on this morning, (laughs) Poppy turned to me and goes, Mum, why are you putting your period undies on? I was like, (laughs) because I got my period. Like yeah, but she's cute. But she knew anyway. Yeah. I love them. But this was Hurricane three Katrina. gallons of water. <laughs> Not water. We anyway. So I just want to, if anyone over Christmas pisses themselves, someone makes Sophie feel better, alone. and just she's not alone. I, I pee myself. It was so I pee myself that. at f forty five yesterday. I know, but I was I was feeling real hot. Yeah, but then you were naked. Did you feel sexy because you had no? Because you had piss on your legs. I felt like you need to go home. Yeah, and it was it was time to go. That was definitely <laughs> when it was time to go home. Oh, my God. Okay, so some other lows that came in was a week before Christmas, my mum fell at the park and landed (gasps) on my three-year-old, breaking his elbow. I'm not laughing, but that is so far from low. That is terrible. Oh, my gosh. It's quite funny, not at the time, but funny now. Oh, my God. It it tells a story. Someone got gastro at Christmas for themselves (laughs) and their three-year-old, which isn't that nice. Someone said my second bub's first birthday was on New Year's. Eve and my whole family forgot Rude. should I celebrate it mid-year from now on look I'm gonna say <laughs> Nick my husband his birthday is the 3rd of January 
Oh, the poor doll. I forgot. Well, all my presents for IOUs. Yeah, of course. I haven't given them to him yet. Yeah, he'll be right for next year. But it was like, especially this year, there was all the public holidays fell on the weekend. So then there were all these IOU in lieu public holidays. So nothing was open at all. So yeah, I feel you. Definitely just move their birthday. Just tell him he can go hunting and I'm sure he'll be stoked. So it's a three day pass, babe. He gets that anyway. You beauty. Okay, Rudolph Fabulouses. We had some coming. Oh, I had one actually. It was genius. I couldn't believe it at the time. And then I posted and everyone was like, that's the best thing I've ever heard. Me telling my children we had to social distance at the airport so I didn't have to carry them. And they all abided. So they believed you. They believed me 100% because it's like someone said, how do you get someone to do that? I'm like, well, it's like masks. You have to wear your mask. So I just really was confident in what I said. And I was like, no, 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 I can't. I can't carry your stuff. I can't carry you. You have to walk. And we're going to be late so quick. And they were like, oh. And you know, in Melbourne, you know how far that Jetstar tarmac is? The terminal? Oh, my God. It's like 3Ks. It's Ridiculous. Ridiculous. So they walked all that way and into the plane. That is brilliant. That's like the only positive thing to come of COVID. I wanted to do it at home, but I thought that was just going <laughs> to give it away. Everyone, social distancing. Mummy needs a break. <gasps> I've got a Rudolph fabulous, actually. Go. The other day, Nick and I went out for dinner and we got a babysitter around and it was a babysitter we hadn't used before. And she was lovely and the girls loved her straight away and our babysitter that we normally use had COVID so she couldn't come. <laughs> And do it, which was fair. Anyway, so when I got home from being out for dinner, I was like, oh, how were they? Did they get off to sleep okay? And she goes, oh, gosh, they were fine. Like she was about to say they were easy, but then she caught herself because, like, you never want a babysitter telling I know. your kids are easy because you're like, shut up, they're hard to me. Anyway, she goes, oh, I was lying down with Poppy to go to sleep. And I turned to Poppy and I said, good night, Poppy. And Poppy turned around and goes, no, my mummy doesn't say good night, Poppy. She says, go to sleep now, Poppy. <laughs> I was mortified. I was like, oh, my gosh, I swear I start off by saying goodnight, but then she just keeps asking me questions. So by the end I say, go to sleep, Poppy. And I've been so conscious of it since, but I always end up saying go to sleep, The only way to get mine to sleep is I end up after the 20th time of go the F to sleep is throwing some F-bombs. I know it is so not, like it's frowned upon to swear at your children, but when you are 9.30 p.m., really tired you're just like if you guys don't get in your fucking beds now I'm gonna lose it and I'm not gonna do anything with you tomorrow and (laughs) after the fifth time I've said that they get the point but we like one night we were sitting on the couch it was 10 30 by this stage and we just see three little heads pop out of the hallway and they're like (laughs) we can't sleep (laughs) and I just went to Harry oh my god and we just let them all fall asleep on the rug in front of us and I left them there because I'm like if you are going to do that I'm not picking 26 kilos up and putting it into bed that's Mia not Yumi so you just left them there Mm -hmm. I also leave Harry there too Here's a bit more. I ain't got time for that. Um, Speaking of things that are frowned upon with parenting, Goldie for a week got in a stage of biting Poppy. I think these things all happen when daycare's no longer on. They spend too much time together. And so she started just her response to frustration was biting Poppy and she's never been a biter. Poppy was never really a biter. So we were like, how do we deal with this? And, you know, we tried the whole, you know, experts say you ignore the biter (laughs) and comfort the person getting bitten, give them attention. We did that for a couple 
couple of days, you know, they say that if you yell at them and say no, then they like thrive off the attention and they keep doing it. So we were trying to be, you know, good. We were trying to be like, okay, just ignore her. She'll grow <laughs> out of it. Da, da, da. By the third day and the seventh bite in three days, we were like, that's it. I don't care if it's frowned did upon you you're her? doing timeout. No, we didn't bite it back. We said we're doing timeout. So we did timeout. She got very upset. Brought her out. We explained to mm-hmm. her, we're like, you can't bite. It's really bad. You can't do that. <laughs> anyway, the next day she bit again and we put her back in timeout and she was very upset this time to the point that we were like, oh, I feel a little bit bad. But anyway, hasn't done it since. But if Oops. anyone mentions biting anything or anyone, Goldie, not even two yet, turns around and goes, bite timeout. Oh, like uh, she knows now that if she bites, she gets timeout. Oh, out. so she's telling but you. But I'm scared she's going to tell all these people, like, I bite timeout. <laughs> and I'm like, just don't say that in public. No, it's a, it's but she a, hasn't bitten since. So I know that, you know, nowadays they say not to use timeout, but it works a bloody treat. Hey, I had a parenting fail, like, yeah. like a real bad fail. Yeah, go I was 99% sure that both Mia and Billy knew that Santa wasn't real. Oh, God. And we sat down and in the bath and we spoke all about it because Mia was like, I've heard. And I said, well, look, you're eight years of age. Let's have the conversation because, if you know, she's asking. It wasn't the first time. And Billy was in there too. And we were talking and Billy was like, yeah, I know the tooth fairy isn't real because I, like, I saw Dad come in one day and I was like, oh, fuck. Okay, so we had this conversation about it and I thought that was it, like it's done. Come Christmas, we saw friends and family and they said, oh, Billy, did Santa come? No, Santa didn't come. They all looked at me like I was some asshole, and I was like, oh, no, but he did come. And she's like, no, only the presents that you wrapped the night before, they were there, so they were from you, but Santa didn't come. And she was actually upset. (laughs) I said to Harry, have we like have I misread something like does she does she now believe in Santa again or did I miss that the whole time she believed in Santa not the tooth fairy I'm so confused and then her little friend rang Coco and she said oh did Santa come and she's like no he didn't come he obviously didn't know that I was in Melbourne and then she said when I came home there were no presents here too so I totally effed up but it's all right. I've got another year to redeem myself. But wow. She'll be very well behaved this year. <laughs> She'll be like, I didn't even get coal. What does that mean? Oh, she got nothing. I mean, gosh, she got everything from me under the sun. But technically, anyway, whatever. Parenting fail. I got in a, like a disagreement, though, with one of my close friends who's now a single mum. And she was giving her kids all the epic presents from Santa. Mm. And I was like, you have worked yes. so hard this year through adversity give the epic presents from you and so that's what I did they got a couple of things from Santa but like none of the good stuff I was like he's not getting the credit and also you know they say you shouldn't give the good presents from Santa because then if they go to school and there's families that maybe Mm. can't buy as many things they'll look at it and go oh well why did Santa give that kid an iPad and Santa gave me coal well no not coal but like something smaller or something Mm. you know it's sad it's sad it is but that's a good tip we have to 
leave presents from Santa at the back door because otherwise Poppy can't sleep that night because oh. she's terrified of the fact that Santa's coming into the house. I wouldn't want that creepy bastard in my no, house. No, neither. Either. And I used to have the same fears growing up. So I said on Christmas Eve, I was like, would you just like it that mummy and daddy bring the presents in and Santa can just leave them at the door? And she Genius. was like, yeah, it's so good. All right, I've got a poo-poo story. Oh. Okay, I, ne- I just need to get it off my chest now. It's not to Someone do Someone pooed on your chest. <laughs> That's called a Cleveland steamer. No. <laughs> Look it up. Have you had a few? No, I've never had one. I've only ever dreamt about it. All right. So we went to see the Pink Pond exhibit in Melbourne. That looked beautiful. Yeah, it was. Although I'm the uh, spoiler alert. I'm thinking it's not. No, but like, okay, the kids can swim in it, and it was a really hot day, so we thought we'd go. And you know, when you're smiling at your child, watching them have fun from a distance, and then your face turns south because you notice their nostrils are flaring and they're staring glassy eyed at your face and you're like oh and they go red they go red it's then you realize that shit is literally about to happen so I grabbed her from the pool and she had a meltdown about it and I'm like look I don't know if you're melting down about the fact that I'm taking you away from your mid shit or the fact that you're going away from the pool but regardless I can't express this to you right now I just have to get you out before a disaster happens so I let her do her business and then we went into the museum and honestly I don't know what's worse I had a toddler that was running up and down historic art. Like everyone was just taking in this beautiful art of all different years, hundreds of years ago. And then there's this child with her own pram pushing it almost into expensive art, like the anxiety. What What were you doing there? Well, it was right next to the pool. So we thought we'd just like, I know, usually I wouldn't take a toddler to somewhere like that, but we were there. So we were like, let's just do it. And it was a wrong move. I can't take this seriously because literally this morning I saw a reel on Instagram and it was a whole bunch of people in an art gallery looking pensively at these paintings and the person commentating is like, look at all these people pretending they actually give a (laughs) shit at the pictures they look at. And it's so true. You go overseas somewhere and you're like, oh, got to make sure that, you know, I save a day to go to the Louvre. Do you know what, And then you go and look, some of the pictures are absolutely exquisite, but there's so many you look at and you're just like, is this how I really want to spend the day? When I'm in, I'll be honest, when I'm in one of those things, I go like this. My eyes are cross-eyed <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I'm hungry. But my husband, he takes in every single panel below that art line. Like he will take in everything. He is, I, I honestly feel like I'm married like, an 80 remember it? Oh, he, he does. He's a sponge. You ask him anything. Oh. He The Louvre is one of his favourite places on the planet. Yeah. So there are people that really appreciate it, but tell me. Yumi's not one of them. Would you? <laughs> prefer dealing with Yumi screaming because she can't push her pram and everyone devil eyeing you mm. or allowing her to push the pram with a high risk that she could quite possibly knock something valuable over. Option C, leave the museum. Huge call. I took option one and then learnt that I had to go to option C. Well, that was like the other night we were out for dinner and Poppy had borrowed off her friend that we were out for dinner with the JJ Coco Melon doll. She got one, I saw. No, she didn't get one. Her friend got one and her friend was just letting her play with it. And I was in this pickle where it plays the most 
freaking annoying music, but it was keeping her entertained. Mm. But there was no volume switch. So it was either her playing with it and being entertained. And you know, as a parent, how you can just tune out basically any noise. But I was like, is this driving the table next yeah. to us crazy? But what's what would you do in that situation? Let them keep playing with it and potentially irritate the next table or tell them they can't play with it, potentially have a meltdown or them no longer be entertained and causing a ruckus. Option C, because I have this toy, flick the back of the switch off at the back and tell them that Coco Melon's actually asleep right now so you can play with him but he cannot make a noise. Genius. I actually sent her over to a spare chair that was in the corner. Option D. I take option D any day. (laughs) I went with option D where she was far enough away that I couldn't hear her, the other table couldn't (laughs) hear her, and she was fucking right as rain over in the corner. Good on you. So thank you so much for joining us for our first episode back. We thought we'd keep it a bit light and fluffy. The world seems to be still a bit gloom and doom even in 2022. So we thought we'd let you know that no one's festive season is perfect, that's for sure. (laughs) We have some really exciting episodes, hopefully, as always, planned this year. But as always, we would love to hear what you want to hear about as well, whether that be experts or personal stories or us waffling or about things. We have also added two new groups to our Facebook page. So if you search for... Yeah, we're super excited about this one because we had a lot of people come in and say, yeah, we need a spot where we can communicate with people that love Beyond the Bump and we can talk and chat. So yeah, here we are, boom, straight into it. January 2022, we've got two brand new pages for you. Yeah, so head to Facebook and you can search for Beyond the Bump podcast and there's a group called BTB (laughs) Mama Mates, which is a more permanent spot like our Mama Mates section on Instagram. So if you're looking to find other mums in the same area as you head to that page or there's just a chatting page for our legend listeners to talk about episodes, product recommendations, any advice or funny stories, whatever, go to that page. We can't wait to create, you know, a community on there like we have on our Instagram page. Absolutely. See you next week. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Beyond the Bump. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe and give us a review. If you didn't, good on you. You can also follow us on Instagram at beyondthebump.podcast to stay up to date on behind the scenes and future episodes. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.